0: Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We are in Acts, 13th chapter, and we saw in the previous episode uh, that Paul and Barnabas had come into uh, the city of Pisidian Antioch, and on the Sabbath day, they went into the synagogue and they sat down. Well, they had the reading of the law, had the reading of the prophets, and then the synagogue officials, they looked at uh, Paul and at Barnabas and said, brethren, that's the reason I know it was both of them, because they said brethren, plural, if you have any word of exhortation for the people, say it. So, as we saw previously, Paul stood up and he said something. So, let's start with verse 16 of Acts 13. Paul stood up and motioning with his hand. So, he's motioning with his hand to the men, the men of Israel and you who fear God. So, these are the men of Israel. And in all likelihood, in the synagogue, that would be the, that's the Jewish men and they would be here at ground level. And you who fear God, that would be the God-fearers, who are the Greeks who would not be allowed in the synagogue at the ground level, but would have been up around behind a lattice type of thing. Uh, They could see down through the lattice, but they were not actually in the room. So I think Paul is motioning to both of them. And he says, as men of Israel, and you who fear God, listen. Listen. Well, let me stop there. That in and of itself is a rather bold thing, is it not? He calls them forth to listen, to give heed to them. Okay, Listen to what he's about to say. And I'll tell you what he's about to say here in this 13th chapter. Put this to memory. Not everything he says, but just memorize this, Acts 13. (laughs) Because Acts 13 is a great synopsis of what God did with the children of Israel, what he did with the nation of Israel. And if you ever want to give them just a little recounting of it, this is a great place. And there's also things that Paul is about to say that help us interpret all the information that we receive from the Old Testament. And you see that a lot in Acts. There's little things that are said in passing, and all of a sudden you realize, wait a minute. That helps me understand this over here in the Old Testament. So he continues on, verse 17, and Paul says this. The God of this people Israel chose our fathers and made the people great during their stay in the land of Egypt. And with an uplifted arm, he led them out from it. So that one verse right there gives us some clarity and some understanding about all the stuff that happened uh, in Exodus. The God of this people Israel. So the nation of Israel is a people of Israel. It's a people that's chosen He says, God chose our fathers. He chose them. And you can't overemphasize that. People get really, really nervous with that, okay? with God choosing. You see that word a lot, even in the New Covenant. And for the most part, folks out of my background, won't they choose to ignore it? No, God chose the fathers, and then he did this. He made them great. But did you notice when he made them great? He made them great during their stay in the land of Egypt. Now, just think on that for a moment. For the bulk of the time when they were in the land of Egypt, they were enslaved. Not all the time. There was a 30-year period at the beginning when they weren't. But the next 400 years, they were. Okay? So he says, God made them great while they were in the land of Egypt. As a matter of fact, that's one of the things that brought forth uh, the fear in Pharaoh's eyes when that Pharaoh arose who knew not Joseph. Remember that little phrase? Yeah. When that occurred, it was because the people were increasing in number, and it frightened him. So then it said this, that God led them out of there with an uplifted arm. Does God have an arm? (laughs) Well, we see a lot of anthropomorphic things related to God, and that simply means that uh, the Lord will uh, give a physical characteristic to himself, even though God the Father is spirit. He has not a body. But he'll talk about things like the arm of God, the hand of God, the face of God, the eyes of the Lord, that type of thing, what we understand. An uplifted arm simply means by strength and power. So, Paul wants them to know from the very beginning that he's speaking about the God of the Jewish people right here and what this God had done, how he chose our forefathers, how he made us great during the time of the land of Egypt and how he led us out of Egypt with a powerful, uplifted arm. Now, Paul is doing this. For several reasons, he's wanting to communicate the truths of the gospel, and he's going to get to it amazingly quick. Quite often, these things that you'll see in Acts, they'll go through a whole thing, and then at the very end of what they're saying, they'll mention Jesus, and he doesn't do this. He mentions Jesus uh, somewhat at the beginning, as we will see. But he wants them to know that he is well aware of their history. He is a Jew, and he wants them to know that and be aware of that. He continues on, verse 18 of Acts 13. For a period of about 40 years, he put up with them in the wilderness. Oh, that's that's great. Yeah, he put up with them, okay? So he in verse 17 he covers a period of 430 plus years very, very quickly. Okay? Just describes what happens. And then in verse 18, he says, For about 40 years, God put up with them. And he put up with them in the wilderness. He doesn't get into the details of why it was that he describes it as putting up. But if you know any of the account, you know why. The Lord actually called them a stiff-necked and stubborn people. So Paul was letting them know, hey, I know this. Verse 19, he continues. When he, God, had destroyed seven nations in the land of Canaan, he distributed their land as an inheritance, all of which took about 450 years. So what was it that took 450 years? Was it all this stuff that he talked about up to this point in time? Or is it distributing the land as an inheritance? It's probably everything he talked of up to this point in time, Okay, from the times they were enslaved up until then. But he gives a very concise synopsis of what you see in the Old Testament, that God destroyed these seven nations in the land of Canaan, and then he distributed this land as an inheritance. And then he sort of presses on even more rapidly with the history of verse 20. After these things, he gave them judges until Samuel the prophet. Now, what a judge was is just simply a leader, and that's what the book of Judges is about. And the book of Judges is all about what we call the cycle of judges, and it's real simple. The people would not do what God told them to do, so God would let them go their own way, and they'd get in all sorts of trouble. Then they would cry out to God to rescue them, to rescue, rescues. Then God would raise forth a judge, a leader, who would come and would set them free. And then they would follow the Lord for some period of time, you know, 40, 80 years, something like that. And then they would go their own way. And then the Lord will allow them to be oppressed, allow them to be conquered, let's say, another 40 years or something like that. Then they would cry out to God, and God would raise up another judge, another leader. And so you see the cycle all the way through. So that's what he's talking about here in verse 20. After these things, he gave them judges. Until Samuel the prophet. So they had these judges up until the time of Samuel. Uh, Samuel led them. He was a prophet also. But then the next verse, and we'll read this and stop. Then they asked for a king. And God gave them Saul, the son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin, for 40 years. But notice what Paul says here. He says, hey, they asked for a king. And when you read the account in the Old Testament, you see that Uh, it wasn't the intention of God to give them a king because he was their king. They lived under his kingship. But they come to him and they actually come to Samuel and they say, hey, we want a king like all the other nations around us. Samuel comes in and says, hey, if you do that, he's going to take your best looking women. He's going to take your sons for battle. He's going to take your horses. He's going to take a portion of everything you make. He's going to do all this stuff to you. And they go, yeah, but we don't care. We want a king. So they asked for a king. God gave them a king. Even after warning them, he gave them a king. And Saul was over them for 40 years. He doesn't have to get into details of how that worked out because they would have already known that. So my time's up for right now. Uh, We will continue this in the next episode. Paul explaining the history of the Jewish people. I wonder where he's going with this. (laughs) We will see. See y'all later. Bye-bye.